Well, good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the new episode of the Hagerstep and Hershey Zell High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Dane, AJ, for a minute, I didn't think we were going to be live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. There was a, a, a semi-truck took out an electric pole down the road from us here, and uh, up until probably 45 minutes before we went on air, there was no power in this building, but uh, Jason texted me and said, oh, we got power. We almost took it to... Brewer's Basement, like uh, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World, but uh, uh, we made it here. We're at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. we got a nice little crowd uh, starting to filter in, but uh, another episode on Sunday night. Dane, we're back here at the Double Eagle. Well, we've done this show from a lot of different locations. We were talking about hotel rooms last year, but uh, I'm glad that we're right here because our next show is going to be live from the oldest gym, high school gym, still in regular usage in the state of Indiana, I believe. And that's at Mishawaka High School, and that will be more than a week from now on uh, Wednesday the of the following week, the 29th after, after uh, the Christmas holiday. We're also joined by Coach A.J. Calver. Welcome, fellas. And, Dane, nice to have you back, uh, healthy and well. And, Rex, always a pleasure. I know uh, <laughs> you did some broadcasting on Saturday, but not very long, not much broadcasting. Well, I was out and... In, in Indianapolis uh, at the Crossroads Classic, and I watched my Hoosiers win again. Never seen them lose in the Crossroads Classic. Never will. <laughs> it's because they ain't going to have it anymore. Well, AJ, you know, you show up and you do the event. You cannot judge or set the uh, caliber of athletics for the event. Well, you got to see the number one team in 1A, and I think the consensus number one team in 1A and the, the team that everybody's rooting for uh, or – not rooting for, that they're, they're, they're going for, I guess I should say. Gunning. At, at gunning, gunning for, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, at Team State here in a couple weeks. And uh, later today we're going to hear the teams who are going to compete at Team State. Along with the teams that have already been announced, we've got six more teams all anxiously listening to see if their name will be called. Is that, we'll, we're going to do that tonight? We're going to do that tonight in all about right. eight minutes from now. Cool. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, your team, hopefully your, your guys are going to get in. Tonight we're all call-in guests tonight. We are. We went with a call-in guest schedule uh, today. But I did want to go through and tell you a little bit about what we're going to be doing between now and the new year. We are going to be at Mishawaka, like we said, on Wednesday the 29th. We're going to have our show in the morning before the action gets started. We'll tell you who's got a seed for Belmont and what their bracket looks like. And then on day two... It'll be me and AJ calling the action. We're going to be doing the semifinals, the finals, the placement rounds, I believe, for the first time ever. Is that right, AJ? That's correct. So we're excited for that. Belmont hoping to have a really good showing up at Mishawaka. And after missing last year in my annual Christmas vacation time with Bruce Teamy, I'm excited to be back at Mishawaka next week. It's going to be a, a real good test for Belmont. They have yet to be tested. And they've got a bunch of kids undefeated, seven or eight, depending on who you count. But uh, they're going to find out where they need work. They haven't found that out yet because they haven't faced the top competition you need to face if you're going to plan on being a state finalist. Well, I, th I think we saw some good things uh, against Snyder on Tuesday night. You know, Duke Myers loses a takedown, but uh, it's one of those things like, okay, this is not a pushover match. He's going to have to wrestle. He wrestled. Uh, Ike wrestled a kid that was very strong, very aggressive, and uh, Ike just outslicked him. But it was one of those things that uh, uh, they were not getting straight walkovers. I mean, they, they had to wrestle a little bit to get that win. That's good, Rex, but it's not like the second day at Mishawaka. No. You're going to have teams from Hobart. You're going to have the real deal. And to get to be in the top four at Mishawaka or top three, 
you better have bring your A game. So uh, I was at home for the last 10 days, and I got to listen to you guys. You had the Snyder-Belmont match on Tuesday. Then, Rex, you had the Columbia City and Adams Central match. Came down to the wire. A little yep. manu- maneuvering by Coach Culp to get the win. Yeah, as Coach Curry told me, he said, I got beat on the coin toss. And then on Saturday, you had, like we said, number one Prairie Heights against Adam Central. Prairie Heights came away with the victory there. And no wrestling between now and that day on the 29th. I'll it's enjoy the time off. <laughs> kind of hard to believe for WZBD. Now, uh, there is some wrestling going on before Christmas. We'll talk about that later in the show. But I did want to go over some of those results in case you did not get on. Adam Central lost 51-18 to to Prairie Heights and then 41-32 to against Yorktown. They beat... And an undermanned South Bend Washington team, 72 to 12. They beat Westview, 72 to 6, and Lakeland, 60 to 15. When you only bring four wrestlers and put them on mat, I would not say that that's an undermatched team. Uh, the South Bend Washington coach Kamer was talking to uh, Phil Arnold, and he said, "My guys on the team didn't realize we had to practice and had events during Christmas break from school." Okay. He, he well, said, "Now." Now, if they'd been basketball players, they'd have known that. But for wrestlers, he said, I have one kid on my team that wrestled last year, and he is the only kid that's ever wrestled, that has ever participated in a varsity sport. Okay. Well, interesting. I know South Bend schools are struggling a little bit with participation in a couple of team sports. But uh, you know what? Sometimes you watch those teams that have four or five kids, and they compete. And at the end of the day, you've you got to give them respect. To show up to an event where you know you're going to lose all five duels, you're not even really competing against the other team, but you still show up and, and wrestle hard. They won 50% of the matches that they wrestled on Saturday. Well, on uh, Thursday at Leo, Leo had a total of nine wrestlers, including JVs, and they wrestled uh, seven varsity matches, and Leo happened to win three of the seven. And if I'm the Leo coach, I'm back in the locker room pumping my kids up, telling them, hey, terrific job. We almost beat them on the mat. And that's all you can do when you have seven guys. But the problem is, why does a big school like Leo, with their tradition in wrestling, have seven varsity wrestlers? And then Saturday at uh, Newcastle, South Adams beat Muncie Central 48-30. to They got beat by fellow 1A, uh, or along with Adams Central and Prairie Heights, Going to Team State, Centerville is going to Team State, forty-five to thirty. They beat Adam or South Adams. South Adams also beat Northeastern, sixty to eighteen, and Cascade beat South Adams, fifty-eight to sixteen. South Adams got a win in the final round against Western Boone, forty-eight to twenty-five against Weibo. El Rex, I think we were supposed to read an ad here about the Fort Wrestling Facility, and we've got Fort Wrestling Facility people right here with us in the restaurant tonight who are taking their young uh, men to Fort Wayne to get some extra mat time. And that kind of thing is happening every night, it seems like. You have to probably work it around the Homestead Wrestling schedule, but Andy Oberlin is doing great things up there on Goshen Road at the Fort Wrestling Facility. Uh, Look him up on Facebook or uh, give him a call. I don't have their number. But uh, Fort Wrestling Facility... uh, Trying to, to build up Fort Wayne wrestling has, in our area. It has to happen. It just has to happen. If we can't get Fort Wayne to be competitive in a sport, this area will never prosper. With that, we're going to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse running aboard for us uh, for a round of commercials. We'll be back with uh, uh, the first period right after this. Independently owned and operated, 
Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur has the perfect Christmas gift for the entire family. This year, give the gift of golf. Reduced rates for next season are now available. Student memberships, singles, couples, family, and seniors are all options on the 27-hole beautiful Cross Creek Golf Course. Gift certificates from Cross Creek make great stocking stuffers. New merchandise, including sweaters and outerwear, are also great gift ideas. Stop in soon for the best selection, Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. Welcome back to Hagerstuff and Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek, once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Girl. Nice little crowd starting to gather in here, Dane, for our second, our first period as we're ready to get into some uh, scheduling for Team yep. State. We're going to bring you the fields for Team State. Of course, most of the teams already invited, already set on the schedule, already got their hotel rooms reserved, but there is at least one spot in all four of the classes. This year, the 1A and the 2A tournament are going to be held at Martinsville, which is a big change for us around here. But uh, I'm excited about it. Apparently, they have a new facility, and we'll hear from Greg Ratliff, the, uh, the grand poobah of the Team State Tournament, who is going to tell us a little bit about what that Martinsville facility looks like and what the schedule is going to be. In 1A and 2A, there are still 12 teams in each field. In 3A and 4A, it's kind of like football, 6A and 5A. That's a split of the largest class into two. So they only have eight teams in 3A, eight teams in 4A. So we're going to start with the biggest class, and that is 4A. Uh, in that class, already invited, are Modern Day, Crown Point, Brownsburg, Center Grove, Cathedral, Penn, and Perry Meridian. And they will be joined by the team that was voted in earlier today, and that is going to be the Carmel Greyhounds. Carmel is the fourth team, or the eighth team, I'm sorry, to be added into the 4A field. And I was fumbling with my papers here to try to give you a reminder of what happened at Team State last year. And now I have it in front of me. Last year it was Modern Day over Warren Central in the finals. Perry Meridian over Brownsburg for third and fourth. Cathedral, Chesterton, Carmel, and Avon were your eight teams last year. So Carmel back in. Coach Ed Pendoski uh, has had a weird lineup with several forfeits throughout the year so far, but I think once his full squad gets together, uh, I think they're going to be the best team that could have been invited to this 4A field. But Rex, we were talking earlier, and no, no slight to Coach Pendoski, but 
man, the, the 4A field this year is absolutely loaded. Carmel is going to have a tough time. They may be excited now, but once they look at that field, they may have a tough time finding a, a win amongst those teams. Murder's row, it sounded to me. For sure. Crown Point and Brownsburg and Mater Day are all three, I believe, nationally ranked right now. Center Grove has improved tremendously in the last year or two. Obviously, Cathedral is really, really good. Uh, Perry Meridian has been to every single team state. They're one of just three schools, along with Modern Day and Adam Central, who have been there every single year. And uh, Penn, we haven't seen their full lineup yet, I don't think. We usually don't until Mishawaka, but they've been there nine of the ten years. So congrats to Coach Pendoski and the Carmel Greyhounds. I think they will represent themselves well at the 4A team state event. Now in 3A, last year's champ was East Central. In their first appearance, I believe, at team state, they will be returning to the 3A team state field along with Columbus East, Floyd Central, Franklin Community, Mishawaka, and Terre Haute South. Columbus East, if you remember last year, had to pull out because of COVID, uh, so it'll be good for them. They are currently the number one ranked team on Indiana Matt in 3A. And there's actually two openings in 3A this year because Columbia City has backed out of the tournament. Coach Culp talked to him a couple times this week. Just didn't feel like his team was going to do what they needed to do to be competitive in that field. And so he went ahead and pulled them out of that uh, field. And that allows a second team to be voted in today. And I think that's a proud thing that you have to do. But uh, you know that uh, you don't want to show up and uh, not give your best in that uh Effort, so I think he's probably made the best call. Yeah, I, I think kudos to him for recognizing it and doing it in enough time that it allows another team to take part and really compete in this event. So the first team that got voted in earlier this evening, um, now I have to remember, they're not the Roncalli Rebels anymore. They're the Roncalli Royals. Roncalli Royals. They won Marion County yesterday. And I don't know if you guys, did you ever referee a Marion County tournament? I, I was smart enough not to. <laughs> It's a heck of a tournament with Warren Central, with Perry Meridian, uh, Lawrence North, North Central, all of those township schools from Marion County that aren't in the actual Indianapolis city limits. Ron Colley won hands down. A very, very impressive performance. Uh, they absolutely deserve to be there. And honestly, I think they are easily a top four team in that 3A field, and they could easily challenge for, for that title. Might be the favorites after winning that, that tough competition this, this week. Absolutely. Uh, Perry Meridian was ranked top seven or eight, if I remember right, uh, and, and, and they beat them. So we have one more team then in 3A, and I think it was probably the hardest vote because it was the closest vote, but in the end it's going to be the Brickies of Hobart who are in the field. Last year uh, they finished in eighth place, didn't have a very good showing, but I have a feeling that after seeing what they did, um, yesterday, they got a late start to the season, and we're going to talk, talk to Coach Cook later on in the show. Uh, he really feels like their team is improving, and obviously going to Mishawaka has always meant for Belmont fans to see the Brickies, and um, I, I think that's a team that, that's going to be very competitive in that 3A field. For me, it's hard to uh, see Jason Cook as a, anything but a uh, Valparaiso Viking. You know, the green and white that he wore for his whole career, and his father coached there forever, and I refereed up there uh, for Coach Cook uh, m many, many, many years for that uh, Viking 10-way, uh, and uh, I, it's hard to see him in uh, Hobart Bricky, uh, purple and gold. 
Uh, I actually was lucky enough last year at the state finals, um, after Ike was done in the finals, I had a long conversation with their longtime head coach, Steve Balish. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been suffering through some health problems. So if he's listening out there, we want to give him a shout out. Uh, I hope that you're recovering. I hope to see you uh, next week when we're at Mishawaka. And uh, I hope that your brickies do really well at the, at the 3A field. Maybe we'll talk to Coach Cook a little bit about what Coach Balish means for, for that program. Yeah, I know, I know I saw some stuff on Facebook. They had, uh, they had some uh, celebrations for him up there and had some uh, guys come back and talk to him. I did referee the uh, Doolin Conference for quite a few years, and Coach Balish was just a class act for that uh, bricky squad. Yeah, and Hobart just came off big wins this weekend. They beat Chesterton by 20. Uh, they beat Lake Central by 24. And Coach Cook had to wrestle his old Vikings and won 49 to 27. Now, in the 2A field, now we expand to 12 teams. Of course, Belmont and Garrett and Jay County are there. Jay County beat Garrett this weekend at the Carroll Super Duels, so shout out to them. Also invited are Oak Hill and Western, New Prairie, Wawasee, Hamilton Heights, Charlestown, and Peru. Uh, Tippy Valley was another team, Tippecanoe Valley, that, that, that backed out of the tournament a couple weeks ago. Coach Kyler Kirby uh, had some guys that didn't come back, that were injured, and he felt that his team wasn't going to be competitive either. So we have two teams to vote in for 2A. And the first team that's in is Delta. Delta had a big win over Jay County a couple weeks ago, uh, and they look awfully tough from about 106 to about 160 or 170 some really good guys there two tuttles um that we've seen and um i i think delta is going to be very very competitive at the top of that of that two-way field now the other team that is invited to team state for two-way are going to be the bulldogs of monrovia high school monrovia was a late addition last year they were in the two-way field and i think they had a couple of kids miss weight uh, that morning and weren't all that competitive. They ended up finishing 12th last year, but uh, Monrovia's had an awfully good year so far. We were discussing them a lot in the vote-in earlier today, and one of the biggest things that they had going for them was, one, an undefeated dual meet season so far. They're 10-0, and they also had a big win over Owen Valley, and if you talk to anybody in the southern half of the of the state, Everybody is really impressed with that program and what they've done. And in the end, I think that head-to-head win two weeks ago over Owen Valley, 42-36, was probably the biggest thing that put them in. They also had a really nice win over um, Cascade, 37-35, on that same day on December 4th. Now that leaves us with our 1A field. The defending champions in 1A are Tell City. That was a big... Uh, Southern Indiana battle last year in the finals between Tell City and North Posey. Meanwhile, for third and fourth last year, it was Prairie Heights over Cowan and Coach Abbott's Blackhawks. But this year, Prairie Heights, Tell City, North Posey, Cowan, they're all there, along with Centerville, Rochester, Rensselaer Central, Adam Central, Daleville, Southmont, and Southridge. So that leaves one spot left after those 11 teams are in. And in the end, it was a pretty easy decision because Cascade is the team that's going to be representing uh, 1A wrestling from... Now, we're going to have to talk about this with Coach Harris because he's going to join us in a little bit. They call themselves the county over there in Hendricks County with Brownsburg and Avon. But we all know from being avid WZBD listeners that we are Indiana's number one county. Of course. So we're going to have to have a little bit of a competition with hashtags. Just with check just, just checks your license plate if you're not certain. That's right. We are 0-1 for sure. So we're going to 
uh, speak with Coach Harris from Cascade and congratulate him and learn a little bit about their program. Then we're going to hear later on from Coach Cook from Hobart and talk about the 3A field. And we'll also be joined by Coach Greg Ratliff, who's going to tell us a little bit about the start times, the facilities, what you need to know if you are attending that event on January 8th this year. Sounds like a lot of uh, excitement there, Dane. For sure. And so, find out if the highway is done yet and whether or not you can get from Fort Wayne to Martinsville without having to go back county roads and to get through all the way to Bloomington. Hey, it, the kitchen's open here, by the way, folks, and the Sunday specials are great, always uh, wings and shrimp. Anything else that you'd want from the, from the food end of it, the beverages are cold, lots of choices. Uh, the Double Eagle Grill, always a good, a good meal, and the prices are fair. And uh, Mr. Williams went with the nacho platter tonight, it looks like. I did, yes, very good. I tell you what, uh, I had pulled pork nachos last week, and they're, they're excellent here. So with that, we're going to take a round of commercials back at the studio with Steve Rouse, our studio engineer, and we'll be back with uh, the second period right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. Welcome back to the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, once again for the Hagrid Sepner Hershey's Eld High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle, once again from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rex, we're along with Dane Filling, and now we're joined by uh, Coach of the Cascade. What are they, Dane? What, are, what is Cascade? They're the, hold on, I know this. They're the Cascade we're, we're the Cadets. Cadets. Cascade Cadets. Now, are you guys, are you like Concordia? Are you the Cadets? Or are you the Cadets? Cadets. Okay. Well, we, we say the K-Dets just because we kind of like to put them down a little bit. It's, it's a derogatory term. It's not a, it's not a friendly, loving term either. Gotcha. Well, congratulations, Coach. I know that uh, it's been quite a journey for you since the beginning of the season. I, I guess the first question I want to ask you is, before the season started, did you think that your team was in a position to, to grab this last spot? Uh, coming in, I... I wasn't sure what I was walking into, man. I know I had a solid group of seniors, or a solid group of juniors, but uh, obviously I've been around big programs my whole life, so coming to a small school was something a little different from me. 
And immediately after the first practice, I could tell that we had something that we could really grow on and build on. And uh, yeah, I, I honestly can sit here and tell you and think we're a top three team in the 1A team state. So this year's tournament obviously has a little bit different format. We learned from last year that maybe we would gain something by inviting one team once this season already started, uh, Cascade would not have been invited had uh, we stuck with the old system. So I'm going to guess that you're a, a, a fan of inviting one team late here. Yeah, definitely. I think the, the invite late with the, looking at the team's results definitely helps. Um, I mean, it's pretty hard to get the 12 best teams based on last year's results, especially with these small schools, you know. Turnover's a lot different from a school like Perry or Warren Central, so you don't know what you're losing and what you're gaining from senior classes, so I think it's a great thing for them to have these voting spots for these schools. So tell us a little bit about your season so far. You guys started in November. You picked up some wins against some pretty big schools. You beat Ben Davis. Uh, you had a, a close loss to Mount Vernon, a team that's had a lot of success in the last 10 years. They've been to Team State in 2A a couple times but wins over Edgewood and Martinsville. Um, tell us a little bit about your season. Uh, so far, man, I mean, we, we kind of came out firing. I was uh, pretty happy to get in the Edgewood tournament. My last coaching job was at Ben Davis. I uh, was an assistant there for the last three years, but um, I knew that the Edgewood tournament would bring some Evansville um, semi-state to our schedule. Our schedule before that, we saw a lot more of uh, the Newcastle semi-state, unfortunately, so I wanted to change some things up see some teams from the south that we'll see on our way to Gainbridge and um, see some more schools that are our size um, and maybe even a little bigger. A lot of their schedule the last few years have been a lot of 1 and 2A schools and uh, you know how it goes once we get to the individual tournament. We aren't classed. You got to go. We, we see Center Grove and Franklin from the start and then we get Avon and Brownsburg get regionals. So we got to be ready for the big dogs once the individual tournament comes. So I wanted to make sure the boys were ready for that. So Heading into yesterday, I think you could probably agree that you guys hadn't clinched anything heading into yesterday's five-way at Newcastle. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you told your boys to get them ready for uh, what might have felt like you, uh, to you a uh, sort of win-and-we're-in type situation against some pretty decent small schools there at Newcastle. Oh, and that, that was the one reason I wanted to get into Newcastle is because Centerville was there, and I knew they were the auto qualifier from Newcastle last year. Um, I just preached to the boys that that was it. It was 5-0 it was and when we're in. I thought it was going to be pretty tough to be told no if we went and performed that day. I, I thought the same thing at our own Cascade five-way, and we ended up dropping two to Owen Valley and Monrovia in a kind of tough fashion, especially the Monrovia one. But um, the boys have bounced back from those two losses, um, I think we're 8-0 since those two losses, and we've kind of got things rolling. We're, we're healthy for the most part. Yesterday we were not as healthy as we could have been, but we, we performed yesterday, man. That was one of the best days of uh, total team wrestling for us. And, I mean, beating South Adams 63-16, to I, I didn't think we'd beat them that bad, but I thought we had a chance to kind of open the doors there. But Centerville's a tough team. They got, they got some studs in the middle, and we just had to – we had a plan going in. We, we knew what we wanted to do with our lineup. We've got some, some options where we can move around, and we were able to pull it out. So we've got a lot of 1A fans that listen to our show pretty regularly, and they don't know much about Cascade at all. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the individuals on your team and what their accomplishments have been so far? Um, we'll start at the bottom, man. Our little 113 powders are only uh, 
only kid that is in the state rankings as of right now, and that's Logan Bickle. He's uh, 19 and 0. He's a junior. Um, he's coming up on 100 wins this season. He's he's lights out, man. I just wish more kids would want to wrestle him. Um, after that, I've got two kids that weigh in at 120 and split time between 20 and 26. Dominic McFeely, he's got uh, two losses on the season, and one was yesterday from injury default. Those kids are just they're wrestling and not asking questions. I, I have them both make 20 so we can have options, and they, they're just doing what I ask of them. The other one's a freshman, Brayden Burleson, and I, I think he's 15 and 14 on the year as a freshman and bumping around, so that's awesome. And then um, up at the top, I've got some some hammers. I've got Michael Hutchison at 160. He's having a great year. Um, Liam Farmer at 182 is 18 and one, and his only losses to McBee of Owen Valley in a crazy match. Where in the third period, he was up by one and gets reversed to his back and pinned. And then um, my 220 Walker Van Ness has been lights out. He's 18 and one on the season and having a great year as well. So. Coach, do you have any wrestling scheduled between now and Team State on the 8th? We have. Uh, we go up to Lafayette, um, to Lafayette Jeff for the Jeff Holiday duels, and we'll get 10 matches. Um, we'll actually see um, New Prairie up there. Um, I'm not sure if we see any other uh, teams that are ranked in the state, but we'll see some good competition and hopefully some, some good individuals up there. And then um, we actually have a duel the week of state. We may try to move around to have that full week to practice, but we duel Speedway the week of state on a Tuesday night. So really we have 11 more matches before we'll get, we'll get to team state. So we'll be at 30 matches walking in to the team state doors. We'll, we'll have a good schedule and have a lot of mat time in. Coach, that sounds like uh, you really loaded up your schedule just trying to hit the goals to uh, make it into that team state. And I think you've done a, a good job of uh, building that schedule to allow you uh, – the competition you need to get there thank you thank you yeah I, like i said man i more wanted to change some things around because i knew there were some tough individuals on this team that could do some real things and ended up turning out pretty good to make a make a statement and get voted in for this and we're excited to be able to show everybody what you know the the guys maddie b and chris garcia have started and i'll follow along with it but hashtag the county <laughs> Uh, I was an Avon kid. I graduated in 2014, so I know those guys pretty well. And that's back when they started it, and hopefully we can keep it going at the 1A level. Well, certainly exciting for you guys. I know that, um, you know, uh, 1A traditionally has been a lot of teams that have been uh, sort of repeat visitors to the 1A, and it's always cool to see a new school get the opportunity. Uh, you know, we're so used to covering teams that have been to team state now we're 10 years in have you thought about anything special that you're going to do for your team heading into those duels you're going to get new warm-ups new t-shirts uh, new singlets anything we, special we got we got two sets of singlets and we got warm-ups at the beginning of the year so i think we're covered there we're definitely going to do some team shirts but man uh this will actually be the first team in cascade high school history that'll ever compete for a state title so um Hopefully we can do something special with the school that week, uh, get everybody involved. Um, our home duels, we've been, we've been packed. Um, I don't know if you guys know a lot about the Cascade program, but last year we had um, one of our junior wrestlers two weeks after regionals pass away, Cato Lewis, and these boys are, are rallying around that. He would have been a senior this year. He would have really helped this team, and that's been a big thing. And then um, actually – Two weeks, two and a half weeks ago, we had one of our assistant football coaches die in a tragic car accident. So we've been through some uh, trouble as a program, and we're uh, using it to, to bond together and uh, 
make this run for not only ourselves but for the program. So, Coach, uh, you say that you came from a big program. Now you're a small program. Uh, we're kind of used to this small-town feel here. Um, it, did you notice that uh, when you go to a small town, the whole town seems like they're part of your program and this really dive in probably a little bit different than a big school program, if, if you want to touch on that a little bit? That, uh, you couldn't be speaking more truth there, man. Um, I mean, we have all of the other teams are coming to our events and supporting us. Um, that, Everybody, the, the whole town is behind us. We're a tiny school of 400, 420 kids. I mean, we the community's been a huge part. I Like I said, I went to Avon when Avon was pretty good, and there was some tradition behind it. But spending the last four years at Ben Davis, the, the tradition had kind of, I hate to say this, but it wasn't the same as it was when I was in high school at Ben Davis. Ben Davis was a really tough program year in and year out. And uh, right now they're going through some struggles as they built back up their their youth program and get everything built back up. Um, but as far as this, the small school side of things, man, just the whole community wanting to be a part of something. You know, one, uh, of, th one of the things we're seeing here in this area is uh, the elementary duels that take place on Sunday. And a lot of these teams have really been supporting that a lot. And that if you get in those elementary kids duels every weekend, I mean, they've had as many yep. as seven or eight different elementary tournaments and uh, I think that's what you need to do to build your program up. Are, are, do you guys have some of that happening down in your area? Yes, yes. Not as much um, of the dual stuff every Sunday. I've been taking uh, a lot of my uh, youth-level kids to beginners tournaments. But uh, last weekend we did go to a dual tournament at Perry Meridian with our youth guys, and we are uh, signed up to have a team in the ISWA small team state tournament. Um, here actually january 9th so i'll be having two teams wrestle for hopeful state titles that weekend well it's certainly a big weekend and i know a lot of the people that are in charge of of putting on saturday's tournament are also involved in sundays yes for sure well coach we want to congratulate you again we also want to thank you for coming on our show and uh, it's nice to hear uh a coach representing a program that's really excited to get into this tournament. I know you guys are excited, and you got two weeks to prepare for the other 11 teams that are there, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. And luckily, we'll be able to see you there because we'll be covering both Belmont and Adam Central. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for the, uh, the invite, and we can't wait to show, uh, show all these other small schools what Cascade's about. Well, please remember that uh, down in your little neck of the woods that uh, – this is the number one downloaded podcast for wrestling shows on IndianaMat.com. Uh, uh, we're up uh, more than Gorilla Radio. So uh, thanks to Joe for putting us on his program, even though that uh, we're more downloaded than he is. <laughs> A nice little subtle jab to Mr. Joe Caprino there. That's right. There's nothing subtle about giving jabs to Joe. <laughs> Well, Coach, well, thank we, you guys again, and um, I guess we'll see you January 8th at Martinsville. Absolutely. Have a good one, fellas. Thanks, Take Coach. Well, I tell you what, how nice it is to hear somebody who's truly excited to get invited into an event, has been building his whole season around it. His boys are excited. He was jacked. Yeah, I think so, too. My phone rang maybe half a ring, and he was, hello. Very, very cool. So we're definitely excited for Cascade and for the whole 1A field. I feel like this year, top to bottom, the distance is less than it has been in the last couple of years. I think Prairie Heights are right now the, the, the heavy favorite, but I think there's a lot of competition in there. And I know if we talked to Coach Curry about it, he knows that his, his team's going to be competitive. 
Um, you know, from our perspective, I know South Adams is disappointed that there hasn't, their season hasn't gone the way they wanted it to. They were really hoping for it. I know Coach Sprunger at Bluffton was really hoping that they might get invited. Um, but I think when it comes right down to it, I think Cascade was the team that deserved that, that 12th and final spot. Well, AJ uh, was able to slip in the spot for the double eagle. We once again uh, thank Jason Cree for uh, making this happen tonight on short notice. But uh, now that they have power back up in the building, I'm going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us for a round of commercials. We'll be back with the third period right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. Welcome back to the Hager Stephanie Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rex Brewer along with Dane Filling, and we're joined on the phone by Coach Greg Ratliff. And uh, Coach, uh, how are you doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing great. Getting close to Christmas. <laughs> how are you doing? We're good. Well, Coach, I know that uh, you probably share the same feeling that I have. Uh, we've checked this off of our to-do list. We've got 12 teams in 1A and 2A, and we've got eight teams in 3A and 4A. At least for the next day, we've got this, the field set, right? I, I feel good about it. I mean, I've, I've been looking forward to, this, uh, forward to this day, and really this is the first time we've done the, the vote-in uh, for the one extra team this late in the year. And I, I, I like this format. It's, just, uh, it's fun to really just talk wrestling with, with other wrestling guys. Yeah, and I think you know if you take a step back from it, it's going to be an awful lot like the college football playoff. You started with two, then you went to four, and people want to talk about eight or 16. But I think adding one at least gives that one team a chance. You can argue about which team it was, but uh, at least there was one team that was able to get in based on what they did this year. Well, I think, you know, what was been, what's been good about that, I mean, well, the event's pretty prestigious, you know, to these teams, and teams want to get in. So, um uh, you know, sort of juggling the, their schedule is important to them. They're going to find a way. But, you know, I think last year when we had to add some teams in, uh, you know, we added Floyd Central in, and they almost won the whole tournament. You know, and I think we're finding, you know, these teams want to you know, want to join late, and we're getting the right teams in. So that's, that's an important thing to do. I think what we're seeing is we're seeing teams actually rebuild their schedule based around getting into the team state tournament. 
Well, sure. And and having this date here, January 8th, you know, it, it's always going to be in the same weekend, January 5th through January 11th. Um, I think that's an important thing for us to do. And just that way, I mean, teams, teams that host tournaments, there's going to be plenty of teams that still host tournaments, but they understand, you know, if, if, if someone gets, you know, invited in, uh, that's just sort of the way it might be. And, and But it's important just to keep that one date, I think. I think so, too, and I think it's going to make a big difference. And I think also for for some who will complain about decisions this week, it's important to remind everybody that, that we only have certain parameters uh, to make this tournament happen. We, we cannot have a set of three weeks of qualifiers to get everybody involved. We cannot wrestle this after the state finals. We cannot, you know, there's certain things that we can't do because we've got to do this without the sanctioning of the IHSAA. And I think... Where we are now compared to where we were 10 years ago when we hadn't done this before at all, I think we've come a long way. Well, and it's, it's taken a lot of work. I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, you've done a lot of work, and there's just there's a lot of stuff to do. And, and a lot of people in wrestling that are just, just want to, you know, want to see this team aspect of the, of the sport. And, and a lot of, you know, a lot of heads come together to make this work. So it's, it's a great group of people. Well, I think one of the big things is that uh, the effort that uh, Dana and the rest of this team uh, put in to uh, seed this tournament as they have. Because before, it's like if you happen to win your sectional, you might have got in. And, and the way that it was ran back by the IHSAA, probably the best teams for the dual meet did not make it in. And uh, I think that since uh, Dana's put a lot more time into seeding it properly and putting the right people in the right place, I think it's made it a lot more competitive and it's actually become a better tournament because of it. Well, I always think that, you know, like I know a lot about the teams around uh, my area. And I, I just really am amazed that, you know, Dane and, and some, you know, some of these other guys that are doing rankings and individual rankings, like just to know, like uh, just to be able to rank everybody from all areas of the state. I mean, that's a lot of work to do. That's a lot. It's a lot to know and, and memorize and, and just know a lot of, a lot of names. So it's, it's very impressive. Well, it's always it's always important to network and talk to people. Uh, I you know I talk to people from Evansville all the time. Talk to Mike a lot about teams up in the region. I talk to Hirschberger about teams in South Bend, all those types of things. You've got your area there around Edgewood and Bloomington and those types of places, and and that always helps. And that's one of the nice things about being involved is that is that networking and, and and learning people from that from that perspective. The relationships that we make and you know the conversations that you know that we get to have with people that we maybe see twice a year. It's, you know, I think you and I, uh, from from December until Team State is complete, you, know, you might be the person I talk to the most. Probably. So. And the, the, the funny part of it is, Rex, sometimes I'll call him and he's like, I'm, on, I'm not on wrestling time right now. I'm like, that's okay. We can talk about kids. We can talk about wife. We can talk about family. But That's right. Saturday night, uh, I'm in a non-wrestling uh, mode right now. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll set it aside. But, <laughs> Coach, why don't you tell us uh, and our listeners the exact locations for all three events. 1A and 2A are going to be in Martinsville. Is that on the campus of Martinsville High School? Sure. So we, we um, just actually, I was just scrolling through, uh, you know, my news feed one day, and I saw noticed that Martinsville's got a giant wrestling room and then it got me thinking that they've got this brand new field house that they put up so uh, we just made contact with them and they were eager to host I mean they want to they want to show off their new field house and and it's it's going to be great because they're going to I mean 
We're going to put 12 mats down in there. Um, six on one gym and six on one It's going to be great. So. so we can count on you to make sure that Belmont and Adam Central are all in the same gym the whole time, right? Yes, that's one of our main focuses. Because uh, we, we are the best wrestling radio broadcast team in the state because we're the only one. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Okay, so tell us, tell us what is the location for 3A then. So 3A, last year uh, Brownsburg hosted, um, and they're, I'm sorry, Franklin hosted last year. So 3A and 4A are both the same this year. Um, Franklin hosted last year. Brownsburg hosted last year the 4A. Franklin's not hosted 3A again. Uh, we worked really hard to 3A and 4A together um, just to, to not spread ourselves so thin, but we just couldn't make that happen. Just in gym space and, you know, basketball kind of uh, runs the show sometimes around places, so um, we had to put those separate those two events. Not in Adams County. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear that. So 3A at Franklin. And they're brand new. It seems like a brand new school. I guess it's not brand new anymore. But they got a nice yeah, facility there. And then 4A at Brownsburg. I assume four yeah. four mats in the main gym of both of those schools. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, um, gosh, we don't know much about Martinsville at all around here. What, what do we need to expect? You said six mats in one gym and six in the other at Martinsville. That's the anticipation. Yeah. Okay, and yep. then as a reminder for those who maybe didn't follow last year, all four of these classes are going to be set up in a bracket, not in pool play, correct? Correct. It's going to be a bracket, and we actually, um, so in, in the 1A and 2A groups, the top four seeds will get a bye, um, and then it'll basically wrestle an eight-team bracket after that. Um, but we added around this year for the 3A and 4A. So basically, if you lose first round, you can still wrestle back to third. Okay. Well, that's interesting for the 3A and 4A field for sure. So the top four, yeah. top four seeds in 1A and 2A will all receive a bye in the first round. So Rex, right. all we got to do is seed Adam Central and Belmont in the top four, and then we can, we can sleep in an hour and a half. Do you, need, do you know who's <laughs> in charge of seeding that, Dane? I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Um, what else was I going to ask you? Um, so instead of having the pool play, you've got a few less buys. I think the idea behind that was originally to make the, the day a little bit shorter. Yes. And, and yeah, a few less buys. Um, I think brackets, to, to be honest, are just, I think, visually easier to understand for, for a common fan. Like, if you, if you can see that I have to win this and this and this and I'm in the finals... It's different. Like the pools can be confusing for the average spectator to understand. Yeah, and when we went through that a couple times at the Coliseum where we had three teams go one and one, uh, that creates a situation where I'm not sure that the best team advances as the winner of that bracket, and then it kind of screws everything up from there. Right. So the yeah. seating actually this year is going to be announced on our show right here, January 2nd. What are the odds that we can get you to drive all the way up to Decatur on Sunday, January 2nd? I would say probably very low. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. But yeah. we'll for sure give you a call on that day, and I think we'll go ahead, and I think we have scheduled a, a two-hour show. We'll have Joe and his crew from Indiana, Matt, and we'll do the whole production, and that'll be exciting to, uh, to get those, those brackets revealed. And maybe if I'm a good guy by that time, uh, maybe the red circle with the cross over my face will be gone off the uh, 
website. I, I I jabbed you a little hard, and he put a, he put a put a big stop sign over me on our website. So. He's, he's gonna he's gonna make your cartoon image there be a little different. I tell you what, that cartoon image is the best looking me I've ever been. <laughs> That's how you do it best. <laughs> well, coach, I'd love to come back and talk some wrestling January second, though for sure. Well, if not, we can at least have you on our in between session on the Friday of state. Okay. So, what, do you do you have any comments on the uh, the, the Cascade uh, team that we just talked about about Coach Harris and 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 what that means for that program to be going to Team State for the first time? Well, you know, Cascade is I mean, it's a it's a great um, it's a great hire by them. I mean, I know he's got a lot of energy right now, and he and and you you can see it in his in his coaching. You know, we actually got to wrestle them earlier this year, and you can tell they were fired up. So, um, just. Just having a coach inspired, and it, it's it's kind of cool to see these young guys come in and and, uh, and try and reach a goal. And I know that you know, the team aspect of it is very important for Coach Harris, so um, he's done an excellent job for sure. Well, it's always exciting to talk to the coaches who really embrace this tournament, build their season around it, talk to their kids about this being the main goal in the in the regular season, and and I think that speaks to what people like you. Uh, and everybody that's been involved in the tournament, Trent McCormick, all of those guys, uh, in 10 years, it's come a long way. Well, and just the team aspect, man, if, if you love individual wrestling, like building a good team, like you're just building good individuals. So, you know, that, that's what's great. But if you want, if you want like good individuals to do well in the, in the state, in the individual state tournament, like you want to have like I mean, just building a good team, like with depth is going to help your individual program so it's really cool to see the strategy that gets involved in team stay you know bumping lineups and making changes and stuff like that and, and fighting for the pin or or not giving up the pin it's all it's all great to watch i love it well coach we appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk to us tonight and uh, it's always exciting to have a, a coach with uh, his whole wrestling team out in his garage listening to a wrestling show on a sunday night because that just shows you how excited that team is about uh, making a team state yes excellent Coach, thanks, well, thanks for, guys. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll talk to you later then. Thank you. Bye. That's been Coach Greg Ratliff of the Edgewood Mustangs. Edgewood Mustangs. As uh, we've reached the end of the third period, we're going to send it back to the studio for some messages. We'll be back with uh, our overtime section and Coach uh, Jason Cook of the Hobart Brickies right after this. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. 
We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Welcome back to the Hager Seven Hersheysdale High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Our uh, same guest, our favorite guest, is back again this week, uh, Mr. Williams down there, eating the big nacho platter down there, a nice little crowd. One of the... Uh, Oldest, longest-running uh, Adams County wrestling fans, the big Donnie Jeed over there, along with his uh, friend. Uh, so we're joined now by uh, Coach uh, Jason Cook of the Valparaiso. Now I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, you oh, did it. You did man, it. I knew I'd do that. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get me beat up. Right I now. know. He's he's a he's a Hobart bricky now. He's wearing purple and gold. But uh, I told Dane before we went down here, I cannot see Jason Cook without the green and white on. You all know, right. I I got a lot to say about this right away. I'm gonna cut you off. So first of all, <laughs> I'm here in Hobart. From a lot of people, we got to get this right. It's I got Hobart. it. I got it right. Hobart. It's Hobart. Hobart. That's Dane, not how it's spelled. Dane, you've done a great job with the pronunciation. You do a great job with your detail and the rankings, <laughs> the votings, and the Hobart pronunciations. But Rex and I'm, I don't know. I feel like there's a few other people. Well, I wrestled in college with with two brickies. A couple of brickies wrestled with me at SMC. So, so. you should know better. So you should know better. <laughs> well, that's how they pronounced it. So they didn't know any better either. But uh, no. Pro- props to my old uh, brickies, uh, Troy, uh, Troy, uh, Coy Gillen and uh, Ronnie Skimmyhorns. They runner up for the brickies back in the day, Skimmy 1979. Horn. There you go. We had a we had a Skimmyhorn who graduated last year on the team. Ronnie's old buddy, right? Well, Coach, we want to congratulate you on getting the invite. You guys were at Team State last year for 3A, and you're back in it this year. There we go. We're in Team State, so I feel amazing. Uh, there's so many people to thank in Hobart around the state, but uh, just thinking thinking broadly, uh, Greg Ratliff, just a, a great job of making this event happen. He's a phenomenal coach and person. Um, and you know, I feel like yesterday was our state qualifier. We had to beat three Doonlin teams. To get into state, and as a Hobart Ricky, we're not in the Duneland anymore, and not since about 2004. And I and a lot of old of the you know the old timers, the old guard, have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder about that. So getting three DAC dual wins yesterday was was our punching of the ticket of Team State. No, uh, we didn't know it when it happened, but man, feels really good. Now, now, Coach Cook, uh, I know from experience from refereeing. In the Duneland Conference, uh, people from Adams County do not understand what the fan base is like when the Brickies are wrestling up there in the region. Uh, things are a little bit rowdier up in the region, aren't they? Things are rowdy, things are rowdy in the region. Things are rowdy at Hobart Wrestling. That's how we like them. Um, if you were at their Super Duel yesterday, we, um, I don't know, I feel like we might have to set this up in the future. We had our, our varsity team. And then our JV team was in the tournament, too, because Goshen had to, to, to take themselves out. Um, but I, I love having our, our second team in there because 
we've got our varsity team running over to our JV team who's dueling other varsity teams, and they're going just as nuts for our JV team as our varsity team. And our JV team's going in full support of our varsity team. I couldn't have been prouder yesterday as a, just a team coach who's seeing these things happen. Um, and, you know, that, that doesn't speak to the region attitude of it, but, um, you know, I think my dad kind of shows it a little bit to you, Rex. Um, I have to hear about how you called a fall on Team Selby in 1994 <laughs> at the Valpo Duels when he hit a splatal on a guy. And you looked, you looked at Sheen Selby's back instead of the guy he was played on and called a fall. I told him, John, I said, the other guy wasn't down and your guys was, so I'm going to call somebody pinned. And, you know, hey, I, Rex, <laughs> I agree with the poll. I agreed with it. But my 27 dad years later. I tell you what, your dad always told me I had a quick trigger, and I was not afraid to pull it. <laughs> I love it. I love a quick trigger. I love it. Um, you know, my dad wasn't born in the region, but I feel like he's a pretty region guy. He was born in Centerville, Indiana. Very, very much not region, um, but, you know, he raised me uh, ready to coach the Brickies in the toughest town in the region, and, you know, I, I love him for that and many other reasons, and for giving you some crap about that, you know, <laughs> however long it's been. Well, Coach, we're going to be uh, live on this show in less than two weeks from the gym in Mishawaka. We have not decided whether we're going to host our show in the big boy gym or in the old gym. Do you have any preference yourself as a longtime Al Smith uh, attendee? Which do you prefer on the first day? I don't know. I mean, we could get into this, and we. I mean, I'm I'm thinking Center. Rex is bringing up my high school stuff when I was in high school, so I'm thinking Centerville or sorry, Connersville. Um, yeah, Spartan Classic. So I don't want to get sidetracked on that. Um, but first, first day, um, I was just talking to talking to my family. You know, they're coming to support me coaching and what gym they're going to be in. I haven't decided. You know, we've, we've got a great coaching staff. We've got Zach Johansson, Matt Earl, uh, Coach Vogue, Frankie Porras, who's, you know, two-time state champ. Um, we, we're still fighting over which gym to be in, so I don't think I can, I can get into this fight. Well, um, I think one of, my, one of my favorite parts about attending, and I've been attending for well over 25 years now, except for last year when they didn't have it, is – being able to go back and forth. I love it. I love being able to follow the brackets. You go, you catch a match that you wanted to watch in the big boy gym, and then you hustle back to go to the old gym to catch you know, a sight of it from the, the upper deck, and then you race back to see the, semi, or the, 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 so, the next match so over at the big boy gym. I've done that as a coach, and it usually does not work out very well. Oh, I can imagine. I'm getting, I'm getting a call like, you better get over here. <laughs> Things are going bad. And then, you know, that's, that's when I'm taking my, my uh, jog or sprint or whatever it is, however I'm feeling that day. So, Cookie, we're and, gonna, uh, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, brag about the Belmont Braves a little bit. We've added two new assistant coaches to our program, both of them state champions, and I think we could have the record with five state champions uh, on our coaching staff uh, for the Belmont Braves now. Is it? Okay. How many last names are there, though? <laughs> One. <laughs> no, they're all Bakers. One. Bakers and Froats. No. Uh, Billy Baker... Paul Baker were added two state champions, a couple of assistant coaches, along with uh, B.J. Froat, Paul Gunsett, and Tim Myers. Tim Myers, two-time state champ, so does that count double? Does that mean we got six state champion coaches? Something like that. Yeah. You can count as many. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I w- if I had more to count, I would count more. That's amazing. Well, Coach, we thank you for joining us tonight on our show, and we invite you that if you can sneak your way out of the coaches' meeting, or maybe the coaches' meeting will get started after we go on the air, but we should be 
on the air live, 9 a.m. in one of those gyms on the first day of Mishawaka, and we'll go right up until the first whistle when action finally gets started. Here we go. I'll be there. I don't know if I can find you guys, but uh, you know, I love that you're supporting wrestling and making it, making it an event that's worth seeing, and it's really awesome to see the community support in your area. I'm trying to make that happen more and more and more in the region. We've got a good, a good amount of support, but I think we can uh, pick it up. Well, Cookie, it's been great talking to you. Uh, say hi to your dad for me, and uh, we will see you at the Al Smith Classic uh, coming up here in a few weeks. I appreciate it. All right, looking forward to it. That's been Coach Jason Cook of the uh, Hope, the Hobart Brickies. You got it. You Not got the Hobart, it. the Hobart Brickies. Uh, new coach, uh, like I said, I, I, I knew I'd drop in and call him a Valparaiso Viking, but uh, our show's come to an end. Uh, they recoded the uh, radio section of it. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running board for us. Uh, I'd like to thank all of our fine sponsors. I'd like to thank the crowd that's come out. Uh, and uh, with that, we're going to sign off at the Hager Sepna Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly and stay tuned for the podcast. I'd like to thank Dave Nathan for getting that up for us uh, as quickly as he does. And I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Tony G. Tony G's uh, uh, was in the hospital, is back home now, so we wish the best to uh, Tony G, our morning guy. And uh, with that, we're signing off and stick, stay tuned for the podcast. Thank you, Steve. Okay, first we'll start out with WZBD's schedule for the rest of the week. Now, tomorrow we've got Purdue basketball, pregame at 6, tip at 7, as they take on the Incarnate Word. Now, I don't know if we can, can we make religious jokes on the podcast, but when you're going up against the Incarnate Word of our Lord and Savior the week before Christmas, that's a tough, that's a tough matchup for Purdue. The, the Incarnate Word? On Tuesday. So, so Donnie wasn't kidding, was he? So Tuesday, we've got Belmont and Adam Central boys basketball. That's going to supersede the Pacers. But should be a really interesting game. And I, I invite anybody who's a high school basketball fan to go over to Adam Central that night and check out those two teams. Then on Wednesday, it's uh, another intercounty matchup in girls basketball that we'll have on WZBD. That's Adam Central at South Adams, the girls. Then Thursday, the Pacers host the Rockets with a 6.30 pregame. The Colts do play on Christmas Day, but I got word from the station owner that we are not carrying the Colts game as uh, I believe on Christmas Day. I don't think we have anybody in the, in the studio. I think we go, I think we go pre, pre-recorded Christmas music and, and programming. We that had kind of an stuff. odd Colts Saturday night game last night. Kind of threw yeah, me off. It is very weird. So we apologize if you're wanting to hear the Colts that day, but uh, you'll, have to, you'll have to watch it on TV. Then on Sunday... The Pacers head to Chicago to take on the Bulls. And on Tuesday the 28th, we've got girls basketball east side at Belmont. Belmont playing pretty well right now. Definitely worth coming out and checking them out. And then the next morning, Rex and I will be live from Mishawaka at 9 a.m. We're going to go right up until the start of things there. Uh, There is Purdue basketball that day at 5 p.m. with a 6 p.m. tip-off. And then we've also got Pacers basketball after that. AJ and I are going to bring you the placement rounds on day two from Mishawaka throughout the day in the morning on the 30th. If you can figure out how to hook the equipment up. I will figure it out. Or just leave it hooked up from the day <laughs> maybe, before. Maybe we will. Uh, but then Thursday, we're going to carry the Purdue football game, the Music City Bowl. They take on Tennessee. That is a 3 p.m. kickoff, and we're going to try to mesh the Mishawaka coverage with the Purdue football game and do our very best to bring you as much sports as possible. Then on New Year's Eve, the Bulls make the return trip to Gainbridge Fieldhouse. I was really impressed with Coach Harris. He flawlessly called it Gainbridge without ever skipping a beat. 
I, I'm still calling it Conseco, and I haven't even <laughs> adjusted to Banker's that was, Life. That was two names ago. <laughs> and now it's Gainbridge Fieldhouse, but that's beside the point. Uh, then uh, no sports on New Year's Day. On Sunday, January 2nd, then the Colts play the early game, 1 o'clock, and then we have our big show. We're going to bring you the full brackets and draws for Team State. The whole enchilada. We're going to do that on January 2nd. We're going to be joined by several very special guests. And, of course, then six days later, we will have the Team State coverage. Uh, we don't know at all what that's going to look like. It'll probably depend on who wins and who loses as to who's in what gym. But we're going to do our very best to twist as many arms as possible to keep Adam Central and Belmont in the same gym. Dane, what day is the girls' state finals? We have the girls' regional is January 7th, and the girls' state finals January 14th. And I can tell you, and Rex can tell you, that we are working very, very diligently to make this happen, but we are trying to become the first radio station to cover the girls' state finals in wrestling on the 14th. I never even asked you permission as if you wanted to do it, we, we threw something at the wall. We don't know if it's stuck we, yet or not. We're not sure if it's stuck, but we'll find out. And uh, very excited about the Belmont girls and the well, I know Jay the, County I girls. I know the boss isn't listening to the podcast yet because it hadn't exist, doesn't exist yet because it's not been put up at, to the old international and World Wide Web yet. But uh, uh, the email was sent, and we are, we're feeling the waters. Uh, let's just put it that way. Something like that. Now, there is wrestling this week before we get to Christmas. Uh, you get to this time of the year, you can't remember what day it is. And after being in 10 days of quarantine, I forget that today's Sunday. Thursday this week. So everybody's out of school by Thursday. Thursday is the prestigious, and I mean most prestigious, tournament in East Central Indiana. And that is the ECIC. And I don't know if Mr. Williams has his ECIC shirt on. Hey, I'm not sure. Mr. Williams, you got the ECIC shirt on tonight? Oh, Cherubusco. Well, we, had, we should have had Coach Reason on, former Cherubusco head coach. But uh, the ECIC is Thursday. And, Rex, it wouldn't be a tournament at Jay County if it didn't start at 8.30 a.m., which is what they're starting at. And I know they take pride in that start. The teams involved are Bluffton, Centerville, Coldwater of Ohio, Columbus North, Greenville, Ohio, Jay County, LaPel, Monroe Central, Muncie Central, Newcastle, uh, Oak Hill, a very good 2A team, is there, along with South Adams, Union City, Westell, and Winchester. Um, I also have a note on here. Oh, Mount Vernon, Ohio, is also there. And there's a lot of ranked guys. I know one of the guys that I'm paying a lot of attention to, our good buddy, uh, Coach A.J. Bradley, he's got Jason Orr ranked in the top 16 in the state at heavyweight, number two in the semi-state. Uh, we're going to have a very good matchup between Brody Arthur and Devin Frazier at 145. A.J. Dahl is going to have a couple of good matches. 160 is loaded uh, as there's four or five kids who are state, uh, semi-state or state-ranked. At 132, you've got number seven, Landon Birch, number eight, Brevin Thrine from Newcastle, and a couple of other uh, semi-state-ranked guys. That's a very good weight class also. So if you're up for some wrestling pre-Christmas, you can definitely – head down to Jay County and catch yourself a pretty darn good tournament on Thursday. But on Wednesday, Adam Central is actually traveling to Rensselaer Central. They're going to a two-day event at Rensselaer. That's a team that the Jets wrestled last year at Team State. Um, off the top of my head, and I have to go back to my book here to remember. 
That was Rensselaer Central finishing sixth. Adam Central was seventh last year. Adam Central is going to see Decatur Central, Frankfurt, Hamilton Heights, who is a 2A team state team, Jennings County, Kokomo with a couple of really good wrestlers, Rensselaer Central, a fellow 1A team um, from team state, along with South Dearborn, a pretty darn good Southport team, and then West Lafayette is not bad either. So that's going to be a good test for the Jets. Well, I wish they, I wish Coach Curry the uh, Coach Curry the best of luck because he's he's trying to patch that team back together. He's had a couple of uh, tough injuries. He's had a couple of kids sick. He's got a couple of kids that just can't get to wrestle yet. But uh, I tell you what, uh, best of luck to him. He was he was trying to get a team put together for Saturday's tournament that I was covering, and it just just can't get a good team on the mat right now just due to a lot of things, but I think they're going to bring it together and they're, they're going to be a wrestling team toward the end of the season. Yeah, I know that they, they're not quite where they want to be, and I know South Adams isn't either. Uh, there's still time for those teams to get, to get reared up for the ACAC tournament, which is only four or five weeks away if you really think about it. I know that Coach Curry is going to want to have his team a little bit more in place because picking up a win over a Rensselaer Central on Wednesday or Thursday, I don't know which day they will wrestle them. That's going to go a long way to making sure that Adam Central doesn't draw Prairie Heights in the very first round, uh, or I guess Prairie Heights likely to be the number one seed on January 2nd. Uh, you would have to win a match just to get to a Prairie Heights to, to get to the point where you can finish top four. He's going to want to be seeded um, somewhere 7th, 6th, 5th with the losses that they've already incurred. They lost to Bluffton, who didn't get in. That probably doesn't bode well for them. But when you look at the, the, the team that they're going to be able to put together, I think, by Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, whatever the heck day it is, I think you're going to see a lot more of an idea of what Adam Central has. And then we know that we're going to see Logan Allman when we come back after Christmas break into January. And that's a state qualifier that you just plug into your lineup and he's going to be ready to go and fired up. And, and by that time, I think they may get Keegan Bloom back uh, after his hand injury. Uh, so that would be a, a positive to put back in that lineup. Uh, and we wish the best to Josh Collier, who had to have some emergency surgery after that uh, ACAC duels. And uh, we hope he gets back in the lineup uh, if he can get back in. Yeah, and if you're interested in, in, in helping out the Collier family, I know that the Jet Wrestling Club is taking donations. Uh, you can write a check to the Jet Wrestling Club in care of the Collier family. Drop that off at the athletic department at Adam Central and uh, help that family out with some of the medical expenses incurred from, from, from his injury. At the Columbia City dual meet the other night, they, uh, they took a 10-minute intermission, passed the bucket, and the uh, Columbia City fans were very gracious and helped support that uh, along with the Adam Central Russell fans. Now, at the Al Smith tournament, I wanted to run through before we got off the air the teams that are going to be there. Most of them are the same teams that we're used to, teams like um, Penn and Mishawaka, Hobart, those types of things. But there are some new teams this year, so I'm going to run through it, and they run in alphabetical order here along with Belmont. Bloomington South is going to be there. Rex, Bloomington South was so close to getting that last 3A spot. Uh, unfortunately, right now they have two uh, forfeits in their lineup, and I think that might have been the, the last strike against them, but still they've got a really good team. Carroll's going to be there. Center Grove is phenomenal right now. Chesterton's a little bit down, but what they do have are some really, really strong individuals. Um, Columbus East is the number one team in 3A. Uh, they are there. Uh, and the number one team, I'm sorry, the number two team in Crown Point is also there. Concord is back. They haven't been there for a while. Elkhart's there. Snyder is back at the Al Smith. I think they were technically in last year before it got 
canceled, but Snyder used to be there in the olden days, and they're back in, so Dial Capone Vizi will be there. Garrett, Hobart, Cathedral's there. They've been there, it seems like, 10 years now. Jimtown's there. Lake Central, Laporte, Lowell, Maryville, Mishawaka. Uh, Mount Vernon is there this year. I don't remember them being there two years ago. Mount Vernon, Fortville. One of the big wins that Delta got uh, this week was a win over Mount Vernon, Fortville. Um, oh, do we skip our team mantra ad? I think, I'm trying to remember if they were scheduled, but um, Team Mantra is a, a business out of Bluffton that works across the state. They set up team stores for apparel that are all online. They take care of all of the orders. They accept all of the money. You don't have to handle any of it. Belmont Wrestling has used it this year. Adams Central's used it in a bunch of their team sports. South Adams has used it for football and wrestling. But if you're a coach of a wrestling team or any high school athletic team or even a club team, uh, call Team Mantra, get them on the phone, design your T-shirt with them. They'll set up your online store. And the nice thing about them is you don't have to choose just one T-shirt. You can choose 16 different varieties, one with a Nike sign, one with a hood, one without a hood, one with short sleeve, one with long sleeves. You set it all up. You give people all kinds of options to get exactly what it is that they want. You sell more. They take care of all of it, and then they deliver it to your school, and everybody goes and picks it up there. And it's been a, a godsend for, for me and for everybody at Belmont Wrestling to be able to uh, have that taken out of the coaches' hands. And, and, and they've been a strong supporter of uh, high school athletics on WZBD this year. And very, very easy to find if you're pulling out of the drive through at uh, McDonald's in Bluffton. Look straight ahead, and it's right there. Finishing up our Al Smith Classic uh, invite then. Mount Vernon, Fortville's there. Northridge, Northwood, Penn. Peru is there. Peru's in the two-way field, so we'll see how Belmont matches up against them, along with Plymouth, Prairie Heights, South Bend Adams, South Bend Riley, Warsaw, and Wawasee, another two-way team state field. So just a loaded field. When you put uh, Crown Point, Penn, Columbus East, Bloomington South, Center Grove, Chesterton, Cathedral, all of those teams. Oh, wrong one. There you go. It is quite a tournament it's 32 teams uh, i think we're 42 years in now this is the 42nd al smith invite um, i have been working closely with the athletic director at mishawaka dean hooper he's got a program uh, that is going to list all of the past champions from every single tournament both team and individual and a nice little history about the tournament and what Al Smith hoped to bring it on. And I do believe that he's already got it set up. We will have Al Smith live on our show on the 29th in the morning, and I'm pretty excited about that. And he's also going to join us in the booth um, when we broadcast, hopefully, the finals at 1.20 as we see Ike Rubel win uh, an Al Smith championship. It's been a while since uh, Belmont's had an Al Smith champion. It has been. Um, I've got the list here if we're going to at least preview a little bit, and I know we're going to talk about it more when we do that show. Uh, the very first Al Smith invite champ was Tony Roman in 1981. You're kidding me. My next-door neighbor, Tony. Tony Roman was the very first champion. Jeff Bennett won it the next year at heavyweight, and in the 80s, Belmont went through a lot of champions, and then mid-90s, and then, of course, in the late 90s and early 2000s, Randy Baker was a four-time champ and was, at that time, the only four-time champ. Uh, there have been two since. And like I said, you'll find all that in the, uh, in the program that Mishawaka puts out. But the last champion for Belmont was in 2012 with Brad Bussey. Brad Bussey. 
So this will be the 10th year that Belmont's gone without a champion unless one of the Braves can, uh, can, can bring home the title this year. Well, right now, I mean, the, the Braves haven't wrestled uh, competition that maybe lives up to having seven guys undefeated right now. But I tell you what, as AJ said earlier in the show, he, they will be tested at Yale Smith. For sure, and we're going to go through uh, the seating meeting. I'll be at the seating meeting on Tuesday night, and I'll have all that for you. Of course, it'll be on track wrestling also. But when we have the brackets in front of us on Wednesday, we'll know a little bit more. But if we're going to preview that, obviously right now Ike Rubel is the number one ranked wrestler in the state at 120 pounds. Looking at those rankings, the highest ranked wrestler that's there is number five, uh, Hayden DeMarco. He finished sixth last year at 113 pounds. Westfield has a young man ranked seventh or sixth. That's also there. Center Grove has number nine, Reese Courtney there. Hayden Brady, somebody who uh, Ike has seen many times, is ranked number 11. So there's plenty of competition there for Ike. If we look you know, elsewhere, if we look at 138 pounds, uh, you've got Jesse Mendez. That's Dobie's weight class, right, that's going to be there. Yeah, that kid's not bad. Mishawaka's got the number three ranked guy in the state and Mikey Robles. As we scroll down more, Drew Mills is ranked number nine. Doby's ranked number 10. Carson Johnson from Mount Vernon is ranked number 11. Merrillville's got the number 13 guy. Cathedral's got number 15. Penn's got number 16. I mean, it's loaded in every weight class. If we look over at uh, a Duke, maybe at 160, you've got number two, Cade Law, number three, Cody Goodwin. You've got number seven, Landon Buchanan, number eight, Aaron Steenbeck, and Duke's ranked number 12. I mean, it's, it's loaded in every weight class, but there's always that one Belmont guy who really turns the corner in the year and really takes off from there, and we've seen it from uh, Carter Thomas as a freshman. You know, we knew Carter was going to be good, but when he came out of Mishawaka's freshman year with a medal, we thought, wow, he, he really is going to accomplish something. Went on to be a conference champ. Uh, and had a great freshman year. Really excited to see him. I know I think you guys talked about it a little last week when I listened to the show how awesome it was to see Carter back on the mat. Those are the kind of stories that you just love to hear. Yeah, I, I saw him before the match and I just gave him a big hug and just told him it was good to see him back in the program. For sure. So very, very exciting. Mishawaka is one of my absolute favorite tournaments of the year. My best friend and Matt... No offense, Rex. My best friend and Matt Monroe is coming with us for the first time. I'm going to show him all the ins and outs, when to go to the bathroom, where the bathrooms are, which gym to be in at the start, which gym to be in at the end, all of those things. And for the first time, and it seems like a long time, Belmont's going to have pretty split success, I feel like, between the two gyms. Well, I, I spent 15 years at the Connorsville Invitational, uh, so I never was able to get up to the uh, Al Smith Classic. So I went to basically the big 32-teamer in the south half of the state, and uh, I had some battles down there back in the day because Lawrence North used to be in there, and just Tunt Cathedral was in there, and Newcastle, just some really big teams in that 32-teamer down there. So I, I spent uh, 15 years down there, and uh, the reason that I do not go anywhere on the 30th of December is because that's my wife's birthday, and she spent 15 of her birthdays at the Connorsville Invitational, and uh, uh, you know, we're not going to do that. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things to do when I'm at the Al Smith is to take a seat next to Bruce Teamy and just spend 10 or 15 minutes picking his brain, talking about his memories. Uh, and I've always got an annual Facebook post that I make. It's the same spot 
Belmont's been going there since 1981, sitting in the same spot. I guarantee you Don Gerke knows which side of the, of the gym I'm talking about because he's been there. Belmont's been sitting there for 40 years now. And uh, I, I love sitting there and taking in that whole tournament. And even when Belmont doesn't have guys in the finals, the finals of the Al Smith are so much fun. It's that setting in that old gym with all the seating upstairs. I love it. I'll tell you what, Dana, pretty good show. I uh, was able to get a lot of uh, things in. Uh, this is kind of, a, kind of a big show. We had three call-in guests that uh, they went pretty good. And uh, uh, I, I think the probably the most... Uh, Interesting thing is the excitement that was in Coach Harris's voice when he answered the phone and was just, you know, I had a group of guys in there. It's similar to like when you have the, the football draw and the softball draw and you have all the teams get together and watch it live and, uh, on the IHSAA network. Uh, we're kind of getting to that level, aren't we? Yeah, and I'm excited for January 2nd. I know that Joe's going to bring in some more bells and whistles and some more graphics. You're going to have to, you know, trim your hair and put your makeup on, Rex. We may have to have a makeup artist here for us. But we're going to be on camera again on January 2nd. Well, with Joe's technology, I wonder if we can take that cartoon, uh, the, the bitmoji. I guess they call it a bitmoji. Put that bitmoji over my face and just leave it there. And every time I move, just take the bitmoji <laughs> right with you, and then I won't have to worry about it. So. Well, great show, Rex. It's good to be back after 10 days of, of being stuck at home, listening to wrestling on the radio. Dude, I know you, st I hung you, you stood out. me up. I know I hung you out to dry, but uh, it, it was nice to have some time to, to spend with the family, to get caught up on some work, and to keep providing you guys with some information. And to get ready for the vote-in today, I feel like the committee did a good job, and we've got some teams that are really hungry to compete. With that, uh, the podcast section has ended. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for sticking around and uh, helping record this so it makes it out to the airways. And we always, as always, thank Dave Nathan for helping get it up. I'd like to thank all of our fine sponsors. Do you want to talk about Defense Soap? Um, I don't have my Defense Soap add up. But they are a sponsor of our podcast section. They are. And, uh, you know, in this time with all of the sickness that we have going around, for sure. If you are looking for ways to keep your wrestlers in your wrestling room clean, uh, look up Defense Soap. We've got some door prizes that we didn't give out, obviously, today because we didn't have any guests. We didn't, we didn't <laughs> know if we are going to have power in the building. But maybe we'll pack it next week and we'll bring some along to Mishawaka. There will certainly be somebody that needs some Defense Soap there at the Al Smith. So with that, our podcast section is ended. I'd like to thank everybody and uh, tune in uh, next Wednesday morning for the Haggard Stephan Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly live from the Al Smith Classic.